Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. To come like him. Somebody say amen. Amen. Elbow your neighbor. Say, be strong. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible this morning, turn with me to the book of Luke. Book of Luke, chapter 6. And we are going to read three scriptures. Verses 46 through 49. Praise the Lord. I just want to say this morning before um, we get started, I just want to say thank you to all the men uh, that came out to, to help us yesterday and coating the parking lot on the blacktop side. Uh, it's quite a job for a couple of guys, and so we had 13 guys come out and help us yesterday. And uh, I just want to say thank you to them. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the fellowship, uh, the time together, and working with you all. It was uh, getting to know some of you and, and uh, having conversations and, and cutting up and you know, just having a good time, uh, eating donuts. Amen. What a blessing. And pizza. And uh, just uh, just had a great time. And uh, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, I, I'm thankful. Um, if we hadn't have had that many uh, men, it would have taken all day. But it was only a couple of hours. And uh, I'm thankful to all of you. Thank you for helping. Uh, it means a lot. In Jesus' name. Why don't we give them a hand? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I so appreciate it. Matthew or Luke chapter 6, verse 46. The word of the Lord says, if you have it, say amen. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? He's asking them a question. Um, how many of you have ever been in school and the teacher asked a question, but it's not a question that you need to speak up and answer. It's a rhetorical question, right? You... And there's always that one guy that'll speak up and blurt out. And the teacher's like, no, just think about it. Right? And so the Lord asks him a question. Why, why do you call me Lord, but you don't listen to and do the things that I'm asking you to do? Or do the things that I say? Somebody say question mark. Whosoever cometh to me, and heareth my sayings, and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built an house and digged deep, 
and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. The stream came and beat vehemently. What's that? Look up that word vehemently and find out that it was beaten on it hard, trying to knock the house down. But the house did not shake, for it was founded upon a rock. Somebody say a rock. And when, the house, when he says it beat on it, it says it could not shake. It could not shake. Not, not necessarily that it did not, but it could not because it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Amen. There was great loss and there was great ruin because of the fall, the collapse of that which was built upon the earth. Amen. I will preach you this morning on this subject, solid rock, solid, solid ground, solid rock. Why don't you lay your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord, and just begin to ask him right now, every heart lifted, every hand lifted, every heart lifted unto the Lord. God, we lift our heart with our hands today, God. We ask you to speak to us, Lord. God, we ask you to do work on us today, God. I want to hear your word today, Lord. I pray, God, that it would go forth with clarity, Lord, with anointing, God. And I pray that you would anoint our hearts, Lord, to be receptive to your word, our eyes to see and our ears to hear, God. Anoint, God, every one of us, Lord, not only just to hear today, but to have the faith to apply it to our lives. God, I pray that your anointing would flow with unrestricted and unrestrained, without limitation today, do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think or even pray for. God, I pray that you would have your way in this house. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in this place as it's already been purposed in heaven. We'll give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Clap your hands one more time. Amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. Making sure I got all my pages. On Easter Sunday morning, I got up here and didn't have my last page of notes. I had to finish it out of my spirit. Somebody say amen. I don't want that to happen again. Praise God. Elbow your neighbor and say, hope that don't happen today. Solid ground. Are you ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. All right. Solid ground. What, what is solid ground? If I was to ask you this morning, uh, what, what, what is solid ground or what? What does 
does that mean? It's an expression that we use uh, in our society, in our language, the English, English language, solid ground. When something uh, is on solid ground, if you were to look it up, you would find that solid ground is a place of security. It's a place of stability. Somebody say stable. It's a place of strength. Not only is it security, stability, and strength, but it is a place of righteousness and justice. Amen. Uh, solid ground is a place that is certain. Somebody certainty. Somebody say that, certainty. Absolute, steadfast, never moving or changing. Something that is solid ground is something that you can depend on. Amen. You can depend on it because you know it's not going to fail. Come on. You can depend on it because you know it's not going to move. You can depend on it because you know it's going to be there. Amen. Have you ever had people that you couldn't depend on? Somebody say amen. The, uh, uh, didn't... Uh, they were, they were movable. You, you weren't sure what, what was going to happen or what was going to show up or how they were going to act or how they were going to be. Somebody say amen. God is unchangeable. God is certain. God is absolute. God is steadfast. He is never moving and never changing. Somebody say amen. James 1.17 says every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above, cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Jesus is unchanging. Variableness is never knowing what you're going to get. One day it's one thing, and the next day, day it could be something entirely different. Come on. The Bible says that in him there is no variableness. Amen. That means he is the same. He is exact. He is steadfast. He is unmovable. Come on. He operates in sameness. Come on. He operates in sameness. That means he never changes. Amen. So many things around us change. The weather changes. Our body change. Our families change. People change. Jobs change. Finances change. Amen. But God is unchangeable. He is steadfast. He is unmovable. He operates in sameness. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I am the Lord. I change not. Come on. He is identical to what he was, and he will be identical today for who he is in the present, and tomorrow he will be identical to who he was in the past, who he is today, and who he will always be. Somebody say amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. He is the same. He's the same. Amen. Living an earthly life, we have a hard time with that word. Amen. We have a hard time with sameness. Come on. Sameness, it is unchanging. Amen. Because when I wake up in the morning, I feel different sometimes. 
Come on, sometimes there are different emotions that, that I'm dealing with. There's a, there's a world around me that's filled with uncertainty. There's a, there's a whole world around me that's moving and changing and, and sliding and, 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 and the ground around it's getting loose and it's caving in. Come on, there are things that are failing. Come on, there are things that, that are collapsing today. There are, there, there are people that are collapsing and failing and changing and falling away and, and, and grabbing and grasping for everything they can to try to find hope and stability in this life. But I come to tell you today, heaven and earth is going to pass away. But he said, my word shall never pass away. Come on, not only is Jesus the same, his word is the same. It never changes. The plan and the purpose of God, it never changes. It is the same when, when he spoke it into existence as it is today. And when the end comes, it's gonna be the same. It is never changing. Somebody say amen. God's word will never pass away. His plan is centered around his word. His plan is centered around his sameness, his stability. Come on. His ability to continue to be exactly who he is. Come on. He is the same. In fact, everything that he created, how many know he created through his word? The Bible says us that we know that through, by, through faith, everything, the worlds were framed by the word of God. Read it in the, the book of Hebrews. We know that the worlds were framed by God's word. That means everything that was created was built on God's word. Everything that he put in place was built on his word. Amen. He, when he spoke it into existence, it shall be until he says it will not be. Somebody say amen. It will continue in operation the way that he spoke it into existence. How many know that men think that we can tear down what God built? How many know that we're speaking about, uh, about tearing down the earth and we're speaking about uh, uh, melting the ice caps and we're speaking about uh, global warming and the things that we're going to ruin and uh, that there's going to be an ice age and it's going to kill all of creation. Let me tell you something about God. God is not tore down by man's opinion or by what man thinks. Come on, how many know the sameness of God will prevail regardless of what man thinks, regardless of what man does. When you wake up tomorrow, the sun's gonna come up because it, it's operating in the sameness of God. It's gonna go down in the west because it's operating in the sameness of God. Come on, it will continue in operation the way that he spoke it into operation because that's who God is. We can depend on what he created because he is faithful. Amen. When January rolls around, it's going to be cold in Ohio. You can bank on it. Come on, you can, you can take it to the bank. It's going to be cold. And how many know in April, it's going to start warming up? Come on, in October, it's going to start cooling down. Oh, I just lost all of it. Especially you older folks. I'm ready for the cool. If you're ready for the cool, raise your hand. All right, we got about half and half. We're going to have a fight in here this morning. 
Amen. When you can depend on it, the calendar. Amen. He said after the flood and he brought Noah out of the ark, he said summer and winter and spring and fall, it shall not fail. Come on. It shall not cease. It's going to operate the way that I put it in place because I am God. I spoke it into existence and I'm the same and it's going to be just like me. It's created like me. It's going to be like me. It's going to operate like me because it came from me. Amen. Man cannot tear down what God has built or spoke into existence. I believe the faithfulness of God, it will prevail. I believe it'll prevail in every situation, in every circumstance, whatever the mentality or whatever the climate, come on, or whatever the mood in the earth, God's faithfulness will prevail. If you believe that, clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. It will prevail. It will prevail. Somebody say it will prevail. Amen. The problem came when man strayed from the commandment of God. God told Adam not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It wasn't a suggestion. It was a command. Amen. It was a don't. There's all these other trees that you can eat of. There's one tree in that garden. Don't do it. Amen. Some people say, well, if he didn't want him to do it, why'd he put it there? Amen. It's a legitimate question. He, he put it there because he wanted you to have a choice. He wanted man to have a choice. He gave us the power to choose. Somebody say amen. Don't eat of that tree. Eve started hanging around the tree talking to the serpent, spending time with the serpent, investigating the fruit, investigating how it looked, how it felt. Amen. And she began to, she began to analyze it with her own mind and her own ability and thought, this don't look bad at all. This don't, this don't look evil. Why would God tell us to stay away from this? It looks like it's good for food. And it looks like it's one, a tree to make one wise. And, and, and to be honest with you, it looks kind of tasty. Somebody say amen. So she exercised her own judgment over the commandment of God. When she did that, she, after she did it, she took it to her husband. Because misery likes company. That's why your buddy keeps calling you trying to get you to step out. Amen. Come on. Because he don't want to do it by himself because misery loves company. Somebody say amen. She went and she, she took it to Adam. She said, Adam, I, I, this is the tree, of fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but I ate it and I didn't die. God said that we would die. I didn't die from it. It's good. It's real good. <laughs> so the Bible says he took it and ate of it too because his wife was very convincing. Anybody got one of those? You know, I'm telling you, my wife can pretty much get me to do whatever she wants me to do. Somebody say amen. Brother Leonard, say amen. <laughs> 
Amen. They're very, she's very convincing. She, she's, uh, he thought very highly of her, and he was in the same boat as her once they ate of it. The Bible says that they realized that they were naked, and, and they heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day like he did every day with Adam. And the Bible says that they hid themselves from the Lord. They, they, they tried to hide themselves because there were, all of a sudden they were naked. All of a sudden they realized that uh, there was no covering. Amen. Uh, they, they, re- they began to realize and experience the effects of going against the commandment of God because the commandment of God is not there to hurt us, but it's there to protect us. Amen. It's there not to, not to bring us down, but to keep us safe. Amen. To keep us from harm. It was a covering over them. In fact, they were naked and didn't even know they were naked until they took of the fruit. And now there's something loosed on the inside of the, there's something taken away and causes them to be able to see Now hold on a minute. I don't have what I had before. All of a sudden for the first time she they felt fear come on they felt fear and they felt they felt ashamed they felt that they felt guilty amen they felt for the first time they knew what it was like to feel alone there's an aloneness that comes when you step out from underneath the covering of God come on there's an aloneness that comes over you because God is your shepherd he is your God you were created for him by him and for him and all stability and rest is found when you submit to his plan and your his purpose for your life come on the reason you feel empty and the reason you feel lost and the reason that you feel alone is because the covering is not there that God has created for you amen you've got out from underneath the commandment of the Lord but today it's time to step back underneath the umbrella of the commandment of God and get back in the ark of safety where God's at somebody say amen amen they they wandered out and 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 the Lord came looking for Adam Adam where are you at, Adam? Hey man, how many know God knew where he was at? He knew exactly where, he, he wasn't asking him where he was at because he didn't know where he was at. Come on, he's asking him where he's at because he wanted him to know he was looking for him. He wanted him to know that he, he, he wanted to have that time with him, amen. That it wasn't God that changed, come on. It wasn't God that stepped out. It wasn't God that walked away. It wasn't God that changed his character or his thoughts or emotions towards man, come on. It wasn't God. He still came looking for Adam even after he sinned and did exactly the thing that he told him not to. He still came looking for him because he desired to have that time with Adam because we were made for God. We were made from God and for God. We were made in his likeness and in his image. And he's, I just want to tell somebody this morning, you might have walked away from God, but God has not given up on you. Just because you changed your mind about God doesn't mean that he changed his mind about you. He's still looking for you. He's still calling for you. He's still loving you. Somebody say amen. Amen. He's calling. Adam, where are you at? Adam comes out with, I talked about a couple weeks ago, trying to cover himself. Lord, I, I heard you calling. I heard you coming. And I remembered our meeting, but I, re, I was naked and I, and I hid myself. There's a fear and an uncertainty that comes on a life, any life. 
that operates outside the commandment of God. There was an uncertainty all of a sudden. There was a question. For the first time, there was a question. For the first time, there was uncertainty. There was, a, there was an uncertainty about how God felt about them, and there was an uncertainty about their future. And there's an uncertainty about how things are going to turn out, and there's, there's an uncertainty. There's a, there's a wavering, amen, all of a sudden that takes place, and I can't find, I, can't, I, I feel alone, and I can't find stability, and I can't, I can't find anything that will hold me up, and I can't find anything that will please me. I can't find anything that will satisfy on the inside. There's a, there's a searching and a wondering, and, a, and am I just preaching to anybody this morning? There's a wondering and a searching that, 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 that comes over a person when they step outside of the commandment and the presence of God and get outside his will and his purpose for their life. Amen. That wasn't just Adam and Eve. That's every person. Come on. That is every person. There's a world today filled with people that are wondering. They're searching. They're looking for something to satisfy. Come on. They try education. They try books. Come on. They try degrees. They try money. They try drugs and alcohol. They try sex. They try everything that they can get a hold of to try to get their feet planted on something that's steadfast and faithful and that will not fail them. But I come to tell you, there's only one thing that will not fail, and that is God. Come on, that is God. That is the word of God that everything was built on. In Jesus' name, God's word will prevail. God's word is faithful. He says, for all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord will endure forever. The word of the Lord will endure for eternity. There is no, there is no change with God's word. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care what seems like it'll never be right. You just get your feet planted on God's word and he's going to bring you through. Come on. He will fight your battle. Come on. He will prevail in your life. Somebody say amen sometimes. Come on, we come up against some things that vehemently beat upon our lives. Come on, I don't care if you're in the church or out of the church, saved or unsaved, you're gonna face storms and circumstances that you didn't plan for and that you don't have the answer for. Come on, you can't withstand it yourself. You won't be able to stand up with it with yourself. You won't be able to endure by yourself. Somebody say amen. That stream, the, the, the Bible says that uh, one thing that, the, the, that, that's the same in the story is the, 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 the man that built his house upon the rock and the man that built his house upon the earth. The, the only thing that's the same is the rain came and the flood came. In both circumstances, the rain came and the flood came. Don't let somebody tell you, you, you just give your life to Jesus, everything's just gonna fall into place and you're just gonna it's gonna be 75 and sunny no some days you're gonna wake up it's gonna be storming the wind's gonna be blowing you're not gonna have an answer for it come on but I know I know I know that my feet are firmly planted upon the rock of God's word and when you build your house upon the rock that the devil's gonna try and knock it down the storm is gonna try and knock it down but I come to tell you nothing that this earth can bring against you or anybody connected to you can tear down what God put in place because God is more powerful than man. Somebody say amen. He's more powerful than sickness. He's more powerful than disease. He's more powerful than divorce.
force. He's more powerful than addiction. Our God is greater than any storm that can ever befall us. Clap your hands to the Lord. Come on and shout hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. The rain came and it beat. It beat upon that house. It beat upon what that house was founded on. It, it, it warred against it. It beat vehemently against it. If you, if you look it up, research it, you'll find the worst thing for a foundation is water. Amen. The worst thing for, 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 for what a house is built on is water. Amen. When the, when the rain comes and the water flows in, we're going to find out what your house is made of. Amen. The 75 and sunny days are not, don't tell the story. You know, when everything's going right, the kids are acting the way they should, the bills are paid. Amen, the, the trouble's kind of at rest. There's, there's nothing really going on, amen. And you're like, man, my life is, is good. Who have ever said that? Don't judge your life based on the good days or the stability of your life based on the good days because that strength will be tested by the rain. Somebody say amen. It's when the rain comes, when we really find out we get the answer what our life is really built on. In fact, what we reach for in that moment will tell you what your faith's in. Boy, it got quiet. So you ask yourself, this is a rhetorical question. Don't, don't answer. I don't want to necessarily know in front of everybody. What do you reach for? We all go through struggle. What do we reach for? Because what we reach for in those low moments is an indication of what we've put in our faith in. Some of us hear me this morning because God wants to make you solid. That's, that's the word that he spoke to me this morning. I, 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 wanna make, I wanna make my church solid. I, my people, I wanna make them solid. I, I wanna make them a rock. I wanna make them steadfast. I wanna make them unmovable. Because when we get close to God and we, we begin to get a revelation of how powerful he is and how powerful he, his word is, we begin to become like him. When we begin to put our faith and trust in his word in every circumstance, every situation, nothing that the enemy does can tear down what God put in place. Somebody say amen. Some of us, the moment we're tested, we want to escape. We, we, we don't, 
We don't, want to, we don't want to feel it. We, we don't want to feel the struggle. We don't want to feel the hardness. We don't want to feel uh, uh, the pain. Sometimes there's pain. Sometimes there's, there's suffering. Amen. We don't, we don't necessarily want to feel those things. And so when the trouble comes, we want to escape. We want to find a painless place to hide. That's true. We, we, we want to just leave me alone and let me hide, right? And we try to take something to maybe to medicate us. Come on. We try to take something to try to get our minds off of it, whether we go to drugs or alcohol or whatever it is, sex or whatever it is to try to numb our senses and our feelings towards whatever's happening. Amen. Something to satisfy us, something to bring some pleasant. We want to be painless and we want to go to that place and hide. Amen. But I come to tell you this morning that that's not the will of God for your life. Amen. It's not God's will for you to be painless. Amen. Because in order for him to bring you out of where he wants to bring you out, of, you got to be willing to stand on the faithfulness of God's word and withstand the struggle and the pain that might come your way. Somebody say amen. When I had my accident, it's been four and a half years ago now, I, I was in a terrible accident that destroyed my left leg and broke my hip clear off, destroyed my femur. My femur was in pieces exploded my kneecap. They had to, they had to put a plate on it and, and I had 10 screws in my kneecap to hold it together. I, I have a rod in my left leg and pins and four pins in my hip and, and they had to basically reconstruct my left leg. I was, I was off of it. I wasn't able to walk on it for months. I was in a wheelchair. I was on crutches. How many remember me preaching on crutches? Man, I, I preached about Zacchaeus climbing up in the sycamore tree, and I climbed up on that, and I thought Brother Smith was going to have a heart attack. With a busted leg, I climbed up a ladder on this wall over here. Amen. Preaching under the anointing. Amen. Help me know we'll do things. Praise the Lord. Anyway, my leg was destroyed. I couldn't walk on it. Amen. I was, I was uh, in a lot of pain. A lot of suffering, a lot of dark moments. And through the process of healing over some months, the pain started to subside. And so I, uh, it was time for therapy. And, and uh, first thing they told me, the guy come in to the house. He came to the house and I was sitting on the couch and, and uh, he came in. He started feeling around on my leg, whatever, took my brace off. And he said, okay. It's time. You've healed to a certain point by being still. But now you have to begin to move. We have to bend that knee. He's like, so I'm going to do it for you. It's like, no, you're not. I will knock you out. Let me tell you something. If I don't bend this knee, if you don't allow me to bend this knee, it will never work right again. What you have right now is all you will ever have. 
If you don't allow me to bend this knee, you're going to be crippled the rest of your life. You're going to need help the rest of your life. You're going to be in pain the rest of your life. Because I didn't, I didn't want any more pain. I'd had my fill of pain. I'd had my fill of struggle. Come on. I wanted to sit in that place where, it was, where I was pain-free. I wanted to stay there. But he said, I need your permission. Will you let me? Go, go easy. Amen. If I would not allowed him to bend that knee, I wouldn't be walking like I walk, bending. I think I got more flexibility in this one than I do in my other leg. Amen. Because when he bent it, he, he, he broke down all the scar tissue. He, he, he pushed. Amen. And there was times where I would, I would lay there and the kids would all leave the room because they didn't want to hear dad cry out. Come on, they didn't want to see dad with tears running down his face. Amen. And writhing in pain because of the things, the, the, the pain he was feeling in his leg. Come on, somebody. Amen. There are times, there are, there are times that we go through that are struggle. There are times of darkness. There are times of pain and suffering that we face. Come on. But if you just allow the master, amen, to get his hands on you, amen, and do what's necessary. Come on. Don't give up on God just because you're experiencing some, some, some suffering or some pain. Don't give up on the church because it's not going the way that you want it to go. Come on. You need to settle in with your feet on solid ground and say, my Lord is steadfast and anything that he allows in my life, it's going to work for my good because he loves me and I'm called according to his purpose. Somebody say amen. Amen. Little by little. Somebody say little by little. And it gets the, the, the flexibility back little by little, session by session. Amen. Started out slow. It was painful the whole way. But I come to tell you, if you want to escape all the pain, you'll never be healed. Because healing is not being painless. I, this is the lesson that I learned through all that. Healing is not being painless. Healing is functionality. Healing is being able to function, come on, and allowing God to heal you in a way that you will continue living life the way that you did before. You're not afraid of the dark. Come on, you're not afraid of what could happen. You're not, you're not fearful, amen. You realize your life's on solid ground, amen, and you're gonna allow God to, 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 to make you functional again, to operate in the world like you should be operating without fear and without 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 uh, uh, reserve. Come on, without holding back. Somebody say amen. We, we don't want to be hurt again. We don't want to. We don't want to go through pain again. We don't want to go through the suffering again. We think if we just stay in, in that painless place that everything's going to be all right. But if we stay there, nothing's going to be healed. Somebody say amen. We have to get out of that place. We have to allow God to do what he does. Somebody say amen. I didn't plan on talking about this. But somebody is holding back. Amen. You're staying in a place. You're not growing. You're not moving forward because you're afraid. You're afraid. Come on. You're afraid of the pain. You're afraid of failure. You're afraid because of what happened before. You're afraid. Amen. You're afraid that God don't love you. You're just afraid all the time. That's not the will of God. Fear is not of God. 
Somebody say amen. When you realize that God loves you and his, his whole purpose was to redeem you and to save you and to heal you. And everything he's doing now is to bring you to a place of healing and wholeness and completeness. Amen. It's not to hurt us. He hasn't changed his mind let me just tell you this morning, amen, thank you, Holy Ghost. The way that you're feeling about God is the way that you feel about yourself. You think that God feels about you the way that you feel about yourself. You hate yourself, you don't like yourself because of what you've done or where you've been through or the things that you've done. You're angry with yourself, come on. And there's like a self-destructive uh, decision-making process that keeps going in a circle round and round in your life because you can't get free from the feeling of how you feel about yourself. Let me give you a revelation. The, the, the way that God loved you the day he went to the cross, come on, the day that he allowed them to nail him to an old rugged cross and he took that beating on his back for our diseases the way that he loved you then he loves you today and he hasn't changed his mind about you you need to change your mind about yourself and realize there is freedom when you realize there's a get the revelation God loves me amen somebody say it God loves me God's got a plan for my life. He's got good things for my future. He wants to rain blessings down upon you. You just got to get your feet planted on the word of God for your life and never look back, never turn back. Just keep reaching for God. Come on, why don't you lift your hands to the Lord this morning and reach for him with all of your might. Come on, reach for him this morning. Stand to your feet and reach for him. Come on, like you're a child and he's your father. Come on, reach for him like you trust him. Reach for him like you believe that he loves you. Come on, reach for him like you believe he's got a plan for your life. He hasn't changed his mind. Mm. He hasn't changed his mind about you. His plan's still the same. in there. Amen. That's the place where we were supposed to end up. Come on, there's healing for you here today. There's healing and there's wholeness. There's soundness for your mind. There's soundness for your spirit. There's soundness for your family. Come on. There, there's, there's, there's healing for your family. There is a recovery. There's a place of recovery and it's in Jesus. Come on. We can touch him. The Bible says that we have not a high priest which can't be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. But he was tempted in all points like we are, yet without sin. What does that mean? That means we have a high priest who can be touched by the feeling of our weaknesses. You know, when we hide, when we cover up the pain, we... We take away God's ability to feel us. Because if we're looking for a painless place, he feels us through the feeling of our infirmities because he was where we were at. He, he felt what we feel. There's a reason why he became a man. There's a reason why he went to the cross. There's a reason why he endured every temptation that we go through so that he could feel what we feel. It behooved him, or it was necessary for him to become likened to his brethren, that may, he might be a faithful and merciful high priest of those things pertaining to God. 
He, he can be merciful to us and help us because he knows what we're going through. And when we cover up the pain, we cover up what is actually going to draw us to God. Somebody say amen. It's through the feeling. You know, God gave you feelings for a reason. discount your feelings it's through the feeling of our infirmities that we're able to touch God and he's able to touch us if I never had a problem I'd never know he could solve it if I never had a sickness I would never know he could heal it if I never had a challenge I never know, knew that he could give me the strength to climb over that wall or climb over that obstacle if, if, if I never had a war if I never had a battle I would never know him as my God who fights my battles come on if I never had any struggles in my life I would never know him I would never know the fact that his strength is perfect in my weakness come on it's in my failures in my weakness and my pain where he's the strongest come on that's where he's the strongest so I urge you this morning don't cover up what you've been through lay it out on the table come on don't cover up your feelings get them out there on the table for the Lord because in that is where he's going to touch you and heal you that's where he's going to start work those things that are wrong in your world he wants to make right that's where he's going to start. When a surgeon gets his patient on an on a operating table, he makes the incision and he pushes past all the good stuff. Everything that's operating correctly, everything that's doing right. And he gets to that thing, that place in there of a weakness place of infection, that place it's got to be removed he leaves every, everything else alone, I just got to get to the, I got to get to the place that that's, could be fatal, come on I got I to gotta get to those things, I got to begin to work on those things that are, that are not operating correctly amen Amen. We want to focus on good. We want to focus on the blessing. We want to focus on uh, all that's great. All that is all. He is a blesser. He is a God of goodness. Amen. But his goodness is to remove those things that are destroying us. That's where he wants to start. He wants to start at the weaknesses. Come on, just give it, just give it to the Lord. I wonder if we could do that this morning. Just everybody in the building, just close your eyes this morning. Amen. Just, just reach for the Lord. And, and just begin to, to be honest with him and sincere with him. Amen. Don't pretend to be something that you're not. Don't, don't, don't hide from the Lord this morning. Amen. Step out there and just give it to God today because he is a healer. Amen. And if we expose it to him, he'll take it. Come on. He'll do surgery on our hearts this morning. He'll take those things that are ailing us. He'll take those things that, 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 that are causing us to, to, to repeat the same cycle of behavior and decision making and repeating the same things over and over again in our lives. Come on. God's not happy with that. He wants you to move forward. He wants you to be stable, strong. Amen. He wants to make you steadfast. He wants to heal you. Amen. And make you sound in body, soul, and spirit in every function of your being. Come on. But
but you got to allow him to work today. I wonder if anybody would get out of your seat, come into this altar today and lay it on the altar and say, God, here it is right here. I give you my heart. I give it to you. I give you my weakness. I give you my struggle. Come on. I'm not going to run from it. I'm not going to hide from it. I'm not going to hide it from you anymore. Come on. God, I'm going to pour it out there upon the altar so you can heal it, so you can take it. God, so you can be God in my life, so you can make me stable, place my feet upon a rock. Come on. Place it upon your word, God.
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.